Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, we have part two of the Satanic Ritual of the Royal Secret, and Larry Stamm will be sharing insight into how to effectively share our faith. Each year, SWRC presents its prophecy calendar. This special resource benefits you and the prisoners we serve through our Onesimus Prison Outreach Ministry. This year, the calendar is truly spectacular, with stunning pictures from the Holy Land and added bonuses that I know you'll enjoy. Southwest Radio Ministries creates this unique calendar from differing parts of the world filled with scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage prisoners. For every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage a prisoner. Calendars are ready to ship today. Order yours when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. Dr. Larry Spargimino and his guest, Dr. William Schneiblin, are back with part two of their look at pedophilia, satanic ritual of the royal secret. We are back with Dr. Bill Schneblin. Our previous interview is archived on our website, swrc.com. Now, friends, if you missed the first interview, you will want to go to the website and listen. This is fantastic, eye-opening material about Freemasonry, about all the experiences Dr. Schneblin had. It's an eye-opener. Now, Bill has a fascinating background. He went through Catholic grade school and high school. He got involved in Wicca and became a Wiccan priest in 1968. He studied under the Grand Master Druid of North America in 1973. I could go on and on. But through it all, he was empty, hungry for God, put his faith in Jesus, and he was delivered. He is now directing a ministry with One Accord Church Ministries, which he founded in 1992. He's back with us for a second interview. We want to pick up, Bill, where you left off yesterday. You were giving your testimony. So I turn it over to uh, our dear friend, Dr. Bill Schneblin. And thank you so much, Bill. Tell us where we stopped off yesterday and pick up the thread, and let's run with it. Well, sure. I mean, just to briefly bring that story to a close, I knelt and prayed, you know, the quote-unquote sinner's prayer. And, you know, I just felt like literally I was translated out of darkness into light. And I knew the peace I'd never had in my whole 34 years of life. And, of course, you know, I I tried to find a church, and I did. Although it wasn't easy because I, I got a hold of a book by Johanna Michelson. I don't know if you know her, The Beautiful Side of Evil. Mm -hmm. And in there I realized, okay, I have all this occult junk. I need to get rid of it and burn it or whatever. And I started calling churches, and they all hung up on me. (laughs) So finally, like I said, I'm I'm a witch and a Satanist, and I just got saved, and I need to get rid of all this satanic junk, and they hang up on me. So finally I called, it was the local assembly of God, and he's, the pastor said, oh, well, praise God, bring it over. We've got a guy in our church that's a farmer, and he's got an industrial furnace. We'll take care of it for you. <laughs> so that's that's where I ended up, you know, and I, I did need deliverance. It goes without saying. Yes. 
because all of the stuff I'd been involved in, and I'm, you know, I know there are Christians who believe that once you get born again, all the demons are gone, but I don't really think that's scriptural, but that's another conversation. So I got called into the ministry in 1986, and I went out to work with Ed Decker in 1987, mm, uh, Saints Alive in Jesus ministry out there for five or six years, and then we started with one of them. So here we are. Amen. Wow. I've been infuriating Masons and witches and Mormons ever since. Right. Well, you know, you've got a section, you talk about demonic overlords. And I know that there are territorial spirits, as we find in Daniel chapter 10. So do the cults have demonic overlords, the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and other promoters of false religions and cult groups? Do they have overlords for that cult that are especially powerful, seductive, and alluring? Yes, yeah. And that's something that's not as well understood. I know there are a lot of people that get the idea of territorial spirits in a sense of geography, like over a state, over a nation. But every one of these occult groups, the Mormons, the Masons, you know, all of them, they all have demonic high-level principalities over them. And, and sometimes it's easy to discern that. Like, for example, with the Freemason, it's, it's like Baal is the principal one, and Moloch, you know, and a, and a few others. And we have another book, which is our bestseller. It's called Blood on the Doorpost. And in that book, it's a, it's a manual for spiritual warfare and deliverance. And in the back, we have an um, appendix. It's called The Taxonomy of Evil. And it goes through all of these different groups and what, uh, what strongman, you know, like, for example, the big one for the Mormon church is Mormal, because there is actually a god, Mormal, who's listed in the Satanic Bible. And so if you follow Mormal, you're a Mormon. You know, I mean, that's just one example. Moroni, is, that's the angel, quote-unquote, that gave all his golden plates and stuff, supposedly, to Joseph Smith. This is an example, and these things are powerful overlords, and if you're in one of these things, like the Freemasons or the Mormons, you are under that thing's bondage. Right. And so, the two things that I tell people, well, three, actually. Number one, you got to get born again. But number two, you need to formally renounce it before the throne of God, get down on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry I joined whatever, Freemasons as an example, and I renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua HaMashiach. And the third thing you do is you send a letter to the organization, the, you know, the Masonic Lodge mm -hmm. or the Mormon, you know, stake president, whatever, and tell them, I want my name off of the rolls, send a certified letter to them so they got to receive it. Right. And usually they'll, they might drag their feet, but they'll honor that because that's necessary legally to lift that dark umbrella of spiritual authority from off you so you can you can be in a good church where the Bible is preached, where, you know, people love the Lord, and yeah, that's what you need. That's what I had to do, wow. and that's what we recommend everybody else do that, that's trapped in one of these things. Well, that's so important because uh, God does want us, uh, you know, we come to a point of decision, and he gives us the power to choose. And programs such as the one we're doing right now is, I think, very, very evangelistic. We're reaching out to people, all of our listeners. We love you in the Lord. Jesus loves you. But what you need to get out of, of the darkness, Freemasonry, Satanism, witchcraft, 
break free. And there is someone who will receive you, the Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful message. Well, Bill, you know, the Bible does speak of doctrines of demons. So demons actually have teachings or doctrines. And somehow, as you've been explaining, pedophilia is part of this. I, I never realized. I mean, there's so much of it. I know um, our open border on the South, especially with Mexico, there are so many children who are brought across the border. They wander around, they disappear. And so many of them are trafficked. They're sold into sex slavery. They end up in Chicago, New York City. What can parents do? What can we do? What can churches do about this awful sex trafficking of children, which, which is a horrible thing? I don't, you probably know what happens to some of the kids. Some of the girls are ruined for life physically, oh. emotionally. It's horrible. So tell us about what we can do as parents, as the lovers of Jesus, and those who, who want to see this evil stamped out. Well, yeah, and of course, the number one thing is to try and, you know, from a physical standpoint, try and, and get people in the office, both locally and statewide and nationally, that are going to be willing to protect our borders. Right, because yeah. a nation without borders is no country. And yes. beyond that, though, parents need to be a lot wiser about their children. And I, I, I think I talked to you on the phone the other day, and I said a lot of parents. They'll put the pictures of their kids on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and say, oh, here's our birthday or here we're going to Disneyland or whatever, you know. And then they, they have their address and there's all of these perverts out there that are trolling through Facebook and they'll find a cute kid and they get attracted to that kid because they're full of demons and they'll go find a house and, you know, they will try and, you know, try and get up, get somehow into that child's life. They have the kid's name and maybe their, maybe their iPhone or whatever number and away they go. So keep, especially, I mean, really all, I'd say every, all the way up to high school, you really need to keep right. an eye on your children. And I know it's more difficult to do that once they're an adolescent, but especially pray for them. Teach them to pray. Teach them to put the armor of God on as soon as it's something they can think about, you know, rationally. You know, teach them spirit, and of course, teach them about inappropriate touching. I mean, even the general right. culture is telling people that. But it's so important because, you know, and again, Johanna Michelson tells the story of a little three-year-old girl who was led to Christ by her parent, and a, a fallen angel showed up in her bedroom. And she rebuked it, this little tiny child in the name of mm, Jesus, wow. and it vanished in a puff of smoke. And kids need to know that they have that authority. I mean, it's, it's a scary world out there, but if you fill them with faith, if you fill them with the understanding that even as a young person, they have this spiritual power within themselves to call upon Christ, to call upon Him and ask Him to, to put the armor on and to surround ourselves and our children, you know, with angelic protection. Amen. We've got to do that just as much as we need to teach our kids to wash their hands and, you know, yes. do all the physical things that are important. That's so critical. And the other thing, you know, my, my wife and I, Mary, bless her heart, we were talking, and she said, you know, especially during this season, you know, I mean, we're right yep. taping this on Halloween, which is, of course, a very dangerous night. But beyond that, the whole holiday season carries more dangers. Because there's a lot of activities for children, you know, schools have like yes. plays and concerts and 
you know, the kids are out doing rehearsals and there's, there's so much, um, cause parents are busy. And especially if they have two or three kids that have different events right. and it's easy to lose track. And all you have to do, I mean, I hate to say it is to have your child out of range for just a few minutes. And especially a little child, bam, they're gone. And I don't want to instill fear in people, but we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Amen. And Amen. so, you know, be aware. And, of course, the other thing is, you know, if you're going to family gatherings and you never, I mean, I hate to say this, but there's sometimes in the periphery of families, you know, uncles, cousins, whatever, yeah. there's perverts. Yeah. And you need to be careful of that just because dear old Uncle Harry, you know, or whatever, you know, don't let him sit the, your kid on his lap and bounce her up and down or what, you know. I mean, there's just <laughs> things that are no longer appropriate, and we need to be careful with that because, you know, it says in a, in a song of songs, do not awaken love until it pleases. You don't want to try and let these people arouse sexual feelings in these little children right. because it, it's evil and it's wrong and it destroys their innocence. Well, you know, the, the drag queen story hours, I am still uh, shocked that parents, parents, mothers and fathers bring their kids to these, <laughs> and they're in the local libraries, and everybody thinks it's so cute. It's terrible. I, I don't understand. You know, the devil's taking over. I mean, you know, we've got to resist him. We've got to be mighty in prayer. And friends, let me, let me just say a few things about our guest, Dr. Bill Schnebelin. We are offering his DVD, It's Excellent. You need it. It's titled Pedophilia, Satanic Ritual, Royal Secret. It reveals how wokeness and Satanism is seeking to destroy the family and our children. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144. The preservation of the family and the moral values that uphold the family are of great concern to Southwest Radio Church, and certainly to me and every one of our staff. It should be everyone's concern. It's an evil thing that's going on. Once again, the DVD, Pedophilia, Satanic Ritual, Royal Secret, will provide you with information and a strategy to deal with this issue. 1-800-652-1144. Boy, there's so many things we could talk about, but Bill, I know you believe in the power of prayer. And certainly in verses like Ephesians six twelve. So, tell us about high level spiritual warfare and intercession. I know this is a deep subject, and not everyone is ready for this kind of warfare. But where do people start? How do they begin? I'm sure there are a lot of moms and dads out there that are crying out to God right now. They want to be prayer warriors. They want a hedge of protection around their little boys and girls who are so sweet, so innocent. They, uh, you know, our society wants to destroy innocence. So where do we start in this high-level spiritual warfare and intercession is so important today? Well, yes, I think, you know, in, in the DVD, toward the end, I identify the strong men that are part, that are kind of running this show from behind the scenes, that are pulling the puppets right. of our politicians and our, these, some of these doctors and psychiatrists that are pushing all of this trans stuff and all of the rest, you know, and you need to come against those things. And we need to be more serious about prayer, about fasting. It's so important because I think this is a critical turning point, not just for America, but for the whole of Western civilization. Yes. 
because we have all of these people, you know, not that all of them are evil, but they're coming in, you know, that have these Islamic-type ideas that hate Christians, that hate Jews, and they bring with them, this is what people don't understand, they bring with them a dark spiritual power. Yes. And we need to come against that. And see, the Church has, for too long, with few exceptions, has been playing Mr. Nice Guy. You know, we need to take the gloves off. And again, if you're more seasoned as a Christian intercessor, you need to pray against the spirits of Freemasonry, come against the spirits of pedophilia. And I list some of these things like the spirit of Lilith, which is behind abortion, the spirit of Moloch, which is behind masonry and abortion, because the two are linked together. And of course, the spirits behind the Crowley thing, right? you know, Awas and Rehor Kuwait and all of that, because all of these things are like demonic powers that have gathered strength over the decades from people worshiping them. Because I tell people the devil has no power except what human beings give him. Yeah. Because Yeshua said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, you know, go forth, etc. Great commission. We need to be not ever letting the devil get any of our power. And we do that by, you know, first of all, not doing anything that gives him the glory. But secondly, by coming against these things, cutting them off at the kneecap with the sword of the Spirit. And in our book, Blood on the Doorpost, we teach about how there's more more spiritual weapons than people know in the Bible. You know, than just Ephesians 6 is very powerful, yes. but there's more. There's like the battle axe, there's the glittering spear, there's the arrows of deliverance, there's the cloak of zeal, the armor of light, the garment of light, the shield of salvation. You know, it's all through the whole Bible, and a lot of it is in the prophets. So learn how to use those things. I, without sounding like I'm trying to sell books, I would say if you're serious about this, Get Blood on the Doorpost. We also have a DVD called Resisting Unto Blood, which is like the sequel to Blood on the Doorpost, but it's in a DVD form that gets into even higher levels of spiritual warfare where you're, you're taking on these high-level entities. And because we have Christ within us, we have the power to do that. Yes. You know, we, we shouldn't be afraid of these things. You know, Hollywood tries to make the demonic scary and glamorous and, you know, they're coming out with a new exorcist movie any day now. And I mean, it's all garbage. It doesn't glorify God. And yeah. we need to understand that the devil is just like a fly speck on the windshield of eternity. And that we have the power through Christ to overcome him and his dark minion. One of the things that concerns me is the absolute ignorance and misunderstanding of many of our leaders. For example, recently, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams stated that illegal immigration is going to destroy New York City. But then in the next breath, he said, quote, we are compassionate. We need to keep the border open. Wow, Mayor Adams, that's not compassion. It's not compassion for the people coming across the border nor is it compassion for Americans. And I think uh, people are so naive. I'm, I'm thinking of the 260 kids that died right along the border with Gaza. Why would you ever want to have that kind of a concert? You know, they turn on the loudspeakers, and I'm sure all the, the wacko uh, Hamas people, boy, they're coming in on paragliders. They've got machine guns. They're machine gunning people. 
Why don't people realize how evil the world is? And our leaders, they think it's some kind of a joke. No, friends, we need to listen to what this man, Dr. Schneblin, is saying. Bill, we've got about a minute and a half. I want you to close out the program. I know you've got a lot of things on your heart where there's no way we're going to cover everything, but I turn it over to you. Yeah, well, thank you. And I I just really encourage everybody to pray, to get serious, because, I mean, frankly, for example, Muslims pray five times a day facing Mecca. And you, you count that up, and it's over 25, 30 minutes of praying at least. And most Christians don't pray that much. Right. You know, and like Dr. Walter Martin, one of my mentors, said, are you willing to do for the truth what the cults are willing to do for a lie? <laughs> we need to pray more. We need to do warfare more. We need to spread the gospel, which is the ultimate form of warfare. Because lots of Muslims are getting saved. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. But we need to really be on the forefront and not let this thing roll over us like a steamroller. Because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We just need to take up our arms spiritually and stand against these dark things. Amen. We try to, our ministry, with oneaccord.org, we try and provide a lot of really powerful prayers and tools that people can use, most of them free, that they can download prayers and teachings on spiritual warfare and deliverance. So, you know, come to our website and check it out. Yes. Well, thank you, Bill, for your ministry. Thank you so much for these two shows and for the work you've done in preparing this important learning tool for our listeners, Pedophilia, Satanic Ritual, Royal Secret. To learn more about today's topic, be sure and order the video, Pedophilia, Satanic Ritual of the Royal Secret. This DVD teaches what evil the demonic overlords command, and then stand ready as Dr. Schneiblin shares how to dismantle those overlords with anointed strategies of spiritual warfare to take back territory the enemy has stolen. Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order at our website, swrc.com. Larry Stamm is here now to share from his experience as an evangelist how you and I can overcome fear and share our faith with friends and family. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here. So glad you're joining us as we continue our series, Serving in His Court, Biblical Principles for Personal Evangelism from the Heart of a Coach. In our last lesson, we introduced spiritual warfare in the evangelistic endeavor. As I mentioned last time, but it bears repeating, you and I living on planet Earth are not living on a playground. Rather, we are living on a battleground or battlefield, and we have opponents to our witness. We have spiritual opposition, namely the opposition from within our flesh, the old man, the carnal man, and we have opposition from without, namely Satan and his minions along with the world system that opposes God and everything he stands for. As we continue on in talking about spiritual warfare and our witness as followers of Jesus Christ, I want to continue talking about Satan and his minions and their opposition to our witness. First, I want to talk about 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 18, where the Word of God says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Friends, Peter's writing about you and me. 
Then the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, these words. He wrote, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Did you get that? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Friends, we need to understand that as witnesses for Jesus Christ, the enemy of our souls would do anything and everything within his power to keep us from sharing the life-giving message of the gospel. The devil's strategy of opposing our Christian life is referred to by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6 verse 11 as the wiles of the devil. As it pertains to our evangelistic efforts, Satan seeks to render you and I less effective in these kinds of ways. First of all, he seeks to condemn us. If you remember in the Old Testament, Satan condemned Job before God. In the New Testament, he accuses believers before God in heaven in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 10. And Satan also seeks to plant condemning thoughts in our minds about our weaknesses to do the work of evangelism. He'll plant thoughts like these in our minds. Have you ever heard this in your mind? You can't do it. You don't know what you're talking about. They're not going to listen. Any of those thoughts ever run through your head? Well, they've run through mine, friend. And I can tell you, those are part of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Another way the enemy will seek to oppose our witness is by distraction. Not only does he seek to condemn us, he'll also seek to distract us through entertainment, through busyness. So the enemy also will seek to discourage and debilitate us and to create fear in us. And as I mentioned in our last lesson, 2 Timothy 1.7, the Apostle Paul wrote, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The enemy doesn't want you and I to talk about Jesus. The enemy doesn't want you and I to proclaim the gospel. The enemy does not want us opening our mouth ever. You can be sure that Paul was opposed in his verbal witness, and you and I are going to be opposed in our verbal witness. We can pray for people. We can demonstrate God's love in tangible ways to people, but our verbal witness is so often opposed. It's so often attacked. And if you ever feel hesitant about opening your mouth and telling people about the wonders of the gospel and about Jesus, it is because in one, in one sense, often you are experiencing the opposition of the enemy. So I pray that as you hear these words and you are a follower of Jesus, that God would grant you, friend, the boldness to proclaim the gospel message. Friends, we're going to continue next time talking more about this spiritual warfare in the midst of the evangelistic endeavor. And until next time, the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Shalom. To learn more about today's topic, be sure and order the DVD, Pedophilia, Satanic Ritual of the Royal Secret. This DVD teaches what evil the demonic overlords command, and then how to dismantle those overlords with anointed strategies of spiritual warfare to take back the territory the enemy has stolen. Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. Tomorrow, Michael Hoggard will share what he learned when he recently attended the Mutual UFO Network. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app 
or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com.